Hi, I'm Kat, marketer turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. As CEOs and leaders, it's your job to always have the answers, but sometimes you need a little help. Leverage, if you will. We get it. This is the place for you. So wherever you're listening, 5.30 a.m. club at the gym, on your way to your next meeting, or putting out today's fire, let's get into it. In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we are doing a follow-up on a prior mini episode, which was in response to a question submitted by one of our listeners, Jose, about how to surround yourself with the right people. And this was probably one of our most downloaded mini episodes. It had such a response. People were DMing me. They were DMing Candice. Yes, my DMs were popping that episode. I got so many DMs about just this conversation and many people asked for us to talk more about this topic. Mm-hmm. And so we are opening it up to be a full episode and you know we want to share with the caveat and like set the expectation that this is true for a lot of people at various stages of their business building journey whether you are a newer entrepreneur, established CEO, a team leader of 5, 50 or 5000, the truth of the matter is is that there's always people ahead of you and always people behind you period. There are people ahead of Gary Vee. There are people behind Gary Vee. There are people ahead of Candace and I. You can bet your bottom dollar we're blowing up their DMs. And then there are people behind Candace and I. Not to say they're good or better or, or whatever. It's just the stage. A different place in the journey. That's all it is. Yep. So we've got some notes here. We're going to crack this one open. Candace, where do we want to start in fully answering this? Obviously, we're going to just be expanding on things that we talked about in our mini episodes. If you haven't listened to that and you want to, you can definitely go back and and click on that and listen Mm -hmm. there. But I think the first thing is be active about seeking out opportunities to get involved with organizations or groups of people who meet regularly with the purpose of getting better whatever that means to you. If that means developing your leadership skills, developing your sales skills, getting better on social media, like I don't care what it is that you are feeling like you need to get better in. Maybe it's getting a life coach. I don't know. Get in some type of organized group where the purpose is improving in some way in your life. And so we talked a little bit about different groups that we have heard of or we know that people are involved in. I know Dom, my husband, he just joined a group called Vistage and he's learning a ton. He's now involved with other CEOs, which is really helping him grow his own leadership and his own skills. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is as you grow in your business and you become that CEO, like you're the person and you need to be around other people who are in that position or who have been there longer than you to be able to learn and grow, right? And then for me, I was telling Kat that there are organizations that I want to get involved in as well in 2024. I have plans. So thinking about a group to get involved in for our pro members at Sirhand, like being part of the Sirhand pro group is key and vital to growing their real estate business and thinking beyond the market and thinking about building their personal brand. So mm-hmm. there's many ways to get involved and there are different levels and price points depending on where you are in your journey, but actively seek out that opportunity. 
That's what I'm most concerned with. Absolutely. So much goodness there. And I think this is where the ROI of community is really, really felt. And it's not easily measurable upfront, but it does make an impact over time. And I remember when you were sharing that Dom had joined that group, I was like, damn, I was like, just over a year ago, we were sitting on your couch when you still lived in Vegas. And you were sharing about the situation he was in in his business at that point in time and how much it has changed. And now he gets to be the person who gets to learn from other other CEOs that are farther along in his journey. You know, he can shorten the learning curve. He can yep. he comes home excited. Like that's just it's such a good feeling mm-hmm. to be able to be in that situation. It is. And I think that oftentimes, and it's kind of no matter where you are in the journey, oftentimes you can feel really lonely in your business if you allow yourself to be there. Mm-hmm. And so in order to not feel lonely and be like, woe is me, you have to be the one who's actively trying to find others who can support you. Yeah. And so if you're in that space right now where you're feeling lonely in your business or you're you know, tired of working from home or you never get to have conversations about leadership or about next steps or the things that you care about, then right now is the perfect time to seek those opportunities out. And it could be as simple as sending a DM to a friend who like, hey, what group have you been involved in that helped you along with your journey? Or posting on Facebook and saying, hey, guys, I'm looking for XYZ. Does anyone have a recommendation? Like ask people for your support. Mm -hmm. This is a true story. Today, I went in my neighborhood Facebook group because like I'm new here. And I wrote, hey, are there any other content creators in the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Love to like have a meetup co-working session. Someone already responded to me. Yep, I'm a content creator. Would love to. Easy. Great. I'm have coffee with a new person because I just asked, right? So you got to ask. It's so simple. And, you know, one of the content creators that I follow on social, she does a great newsletter. Her name is Cody Sanchez, C-O-D-I-E. I love that she talks about how when you are getting in community with people who are where you want to be, right? They're not necessarily, don't think of them as friends, Think of them as allies and, you know, that they're going to partner with you. They're going to help you advance and learn and grow. And I know people listening to this are going to be like, okay, Candice, but like, why would I ask somebody like that? They're probably so busy. What value could I have to offer them? How could I make it worth their time? Why would they even stop to, you know, answer my question or give me the time of day? And what I'll say is, because I've had the good fortune of being in a situation where I have people reaching out to me in this way, and I know people reach out to you in this way also, I'll say that I have allies. I have people that I surround myself with that push me to grow, not push, but encourage me, inspire me. But then what I love about being able to help people who are just a little bit farther behind in their journey than I am is that I get to be a mentor and I get to learn more about myself when I am helping somebody else that's in their journey. And that is super fulfilling. For me, it's super gratifying because like you just said, entrepreneurship can be lonely. Being a CEO can be lonely. Like mentors need mentors and it's very fulfilling. So if anybody's listening and they're like hesitating on reaching out or speaking up or asking like Candice was saying, like just know that it will be mutually beneficial. Like even the people you admire enjoy giving back or at least those worth following in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if they can, right? Right. Like obviously there's always caveats, but you're not going to bother someone by sending an email or sending a DM. They get to choose if they have the space or time to engage with you. So just send the freaking DM, send the email and don't feel bad about sending it another time and another time, right? It's okay. Another thing that I was thinking about because I, I just came back from a planning session with my social media manager, who's great. And we never met in real life. And so we met up in real life in Palm Springs yesterday. 
And we were just planning out my 2024 strategy, like where's my business going? What are we going to be talking about on social media? That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, she posted a little reel today about, you know, meeting up in person and how it's it's so different and how it helps you expand. Yeah. And of course, I made a comment and I said, you know, thanks so much for the time. It was great to plan with you and and meet you in real life. Mm -hmm. And I said, if anyone's on the fence, hire Sarah, right? And so she's like, I'm definitely screenshotting that. I'm putting that in my newsletter, in my whatever, right? Like I'm going to put that everywhere because that is social proof. And sometimes when someone sends me a message and I'm like, oh, they think I'm a leader in this space. They obviously value my Mm -hmm. opinion here. I might take a screenshot of that and share that in something, right? That is actually your conversation is content for Kat and I. Yes. And so that could be the value add that you're like, I'm not sure if I'm adding value. Well, if you think that I am qualified to answer this question, that demonstrates that my audience understands my authority on this Mm -hmm. subject. And so it might be as simple as that. So instead of feeling bad about sliding into someone's DMs, you might be helping them with their next real content, right? Their next TikTok video, their next YouTube. Oh my gosh. No, I love this so much. Like, And also, we know, Candace, we so know that there's so many people that don't reach out because they're too afraid. They're too scared of being judged. So you having the courage to reach out to us, we know as experts in our space that if one or even two people ask the same question, there's probably dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands that have that same question. And we use our platform for good, for impact. So we're like, all right, we're going to screenshot that. We'll keep you anonymous if you don't want us to call you out. All good. And we're going to put it out into the airwaves with the hope of impacting more people. So you're actually helping us help people. Yeah. This episode is literally from a DM from Jose. Legit. We're here. Right? Yes. Answering it. Saving lives. Or at least helping helping lonely CEO island. Okay. Here's (sighs) another tip that we really want you to take to heart when it comes to being intentional being assertive, being unapologetic about putting yourself in the right rooms, about saying yes or no to helping others and becoming a mentor is that we, Candace and I here at Not Nice Clever, want you to just like mull on this. We want you to start to ask yourself how you can practice finding joy in saying the word no. It's a beautiful word, right? We love this word. No with a period Mm. at the end. Yeah, not nice. That's it. You don't have to explain a no. Like no is a complete sentence. Oh my gosh. We need merch that says that. No is a complete (laughs) sentence. I find that oftentimes clients are saying yes to things because maybe they have an old habit of people pleasing. Maybe they have just fear of letting people down. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that when you are clear with your communication, people don't feel let down because your yes means an enthusiastic yes mm-hmm. and your no simply means no. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather if I invited you, Kat, to dinner and you really didn't want to come, I'd rather you say no mm-hmm. than feel obligated to join me at dinner. And now I waste my time sitting across from you for an hour and a half feeling like the vibe is off. Like that is a waste of my time and your time. Yeah. That's disrespectful, actually. It's disrespectful. I agree with that. (laughs) And so I don't want people to ever do anything for me or with me out of obligation. I want your yes to be an enthusiastic yes and your no to be a a, a no. And it might be a no right now, but that's okay. Just say no. Mm -hmm. And I will probably follow up with you again next quarter or next month. But that's fine. You can say no 
for as long as you want. And one day you'll be like, damn, I should have been on that podcast. You know, that's fine. Anyhow, the point I'm saying here is sometimes when you say no to someone else, sometimes when you say yes to someone else, Mm -hmm. you're saying no to yourself and what you actually want and how you actually want to spend your time. Mm -hmm. And you're taking time away from reaching the goals that you have set for yourself because you are off on a tangent trying to please someone else. And I would say that nothing that you're doing out of obligation is the thing that's going to help you get to where you're wanting to go. Yes. Agreed 100%. Obligation energy is not the guy. Mm. No. No. Obligation energy is, we're not a fan of cancel culture, but we will cancel obligation energy. Just (laughs) done. We're done with obligation energy. If it is not a whole body, like motherfuck yes, please move on and just say no. Kat talks about this regularly, I think, on our podcast, or at least she talks about it to me. (laughs) She doesn't ever come to a recording studio if she's not vibing. Mm -hmm. She'll be like, you know what, Candice? I'm not vibing today. And how do you feel about changing this to this day? And we always go with the vibes. If today is not the day for us to record our best episode, that's okay. We're fine with that. We don't ever come to this with obligation energy. Mm -hmm. And in addition, if we do happen to have like a guest that day, we obviously wouldn't reschedule that, but we would be even more mindful about what we're doing the night before, the morning of, to make sure that our energy is absolutely right for that guest. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of it comes with ensuring that you are protecting your day, your time, your energy. Mm -hmm. Energy is everything. It absolutely is. And, you know, understanding how to leverage it to be in the right rooms, be with the right people. Don't let those fears or overthinking just paralyze you from reaching out. And also you stepping into and owning what you are an expert on because everybody's an expert on something. And if you can help somebody who is a few steps behind you, like that's incredible. You just need a mentor a few steps ahead of you. And it's really like, I want to dispel the myth that this is like scary or it's unreachable. Like it's, it's accessible. Like Candace and I, our individual journeys before we cross paths and even our growth together since has been insane, but it didn't start at such an accelerated level. It started with Candace, you making the decision that you didn't want to be a teacher anymore and me making the decision that nursing school was not for me, that was not my, that would have been, I would have felt obligated to become a nurse. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Yeah. I think that knowing that you always have the right to choose. Mm. And actually, Kat, this always reminds me of something that you always tell Will. Do you want to talk about what you tell Will? Oh, yes, of course. Okay. So Will's Will's my hubs. If you guys don't know, he's a chef. So he knows he's in a completely different world than Candace or I. He knows I'm helping people. He does not quite know the details, but that's okay. I love him regardless. But I tell him in our daily life, like in our chores around the house and where we go decide to have brunch, travels, whatever it may be. I tell him that I reserve the right to change my mind at any time for any reason. <laughs> and when he we first started dating, he would be like, he's like, 20 minutes ago, you said you wanted ramen and now you want Mexican. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I changed my mind. And now I'll do it. And he'll, yeah. he'll be like, <gasps> he'll be like, oh, right. You reserve the right. I'm like, yeah. I do. Thank you. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur and business owner and leader, I think that's so key to just know that you always have the choice. If you started down a path and it doesn't feel like the right path, Mm -hmm. you can turn around, you can pivot, you can make a new decision. Pull a Ross and pivot. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like you always have that. And I think that so often people 
don't do that because of OPOs, mm-hmm. right? Ooh. Maybe they start something and feel like it's not right for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you start nursing school and you feel bad about leaving because other people's opinions, because your family had this idea for you or your friends had this idea for you and mm-hmm. you don't want to let them down. But what are you going to do? Live the rest of your life doing the thing you don't want to do to please other people? That makes no sense at all. I only got one life. I mean, maybe I've had past right? ones. Maybe I'm going to have another one. Who knows? But at least right now I've got one. I'm not going to waste yes, that. And not waste it at all. And then oh. the other thing that I think is really important to note is that not everything is meant to last forever. For example, Mm. Kat and I had a, you could call it failed, but I wouldn't, group of people that we gathered prior to starting our podcast, Mm -hmm. right? Like we like started some online events that led uh, nowhere. And well, (laughs) it it didn't lead nowhere, to be honest. It did lead here. Because we we were trying to plan the fourth one. Yeah, I think we were on number four and it was like maybe monthly events, mm-hmm. maybe third or fourth. I don't remember. And we were kind of just like, you know what? This doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And so we could have said, oh my gosh, they like tried this thing and it failed. Mm-hmm. But Not Nice Clever has come from it. And we've been able to connect with amazing human beings from all around the country and beyond. We have a few fans in Canada and Mexico. Shout out to you guys. We appreciate you. Yes. But like if we thought that that meant we were failures and we let that energy seep into our being and aura, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here. Yeah. How crazy is that? It is crazy. I don't think enough people talk about the all the things they tried before they right? oh, got wait. into whatever they want to get Should into. Should we make that an episode? All of our past? Probably. <laughs> right? Okay. I'm going to write that down yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Because look, the way that I look at it, it's only a failure. It's only a mistake if you repeat it over and over and over again. If you make it a lesson and you learn from it, like we learned, we were just like not quite feeling it. We, you know, wanted something different for ourselves and we pivoted. We changed our mind. Yep. Like that's a lesson to me because if we had never tried to do, I think it was called Myth of the Hustle. That was our monthly yeah. online Zoom. That was our monthly And thing. we, we yeah. like did a little it's bit of the branding. same attitude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the attitude is, you can't train the attitude out of the girls. Like, good luck. Right. But if we had never tried that, who knows if Not Nice Clever would have been born. Like, that got us to this, period. Mm-hmm. And whatever totally. is going to get us to yep. what's next, we'll figure that out. Yeah. One of the people that I really admire for her tenacity and for her follow-up game, her follow-up game is strong, is Talia McKinney. She is a hands down realtor, a broker in New York. Mm-hmm. And she will say stalked. I don't know if that's the right word, but we'll use it. Pursued. Stalked Ryan for... <laughs> yeah, we'll say pursued. Yeah. That's nicer. Mm-hmm. But she emailed Ryan for a period of time. Don't quote me on this time, but I want to say like years, like a year or two at least Mm -hmm. over and over again. I want to say a weekly email that she just sent to Ryan Serhant and was basically like, I want to team up with you. Like, let's work together Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. You can slide into Talia McKinney's DMs and ask her how long it was. She'll tell you the details. She's told this story many times before. Yeah. And I want to say last month, she just sold a $34 million penthouse in New York Mm -hmm. because eventually Ryan broke down and said, sure, Mm -hmm. come over. And I don't know how that conversation actually went, (laughs) but I see her success and I watch her stories. If you want to watch someone's stories who has just a fun, interesting, cool life, her vibe is so cool. You can't not smile. She travels. She like 
she's just a powerhouse and she's the kindest, nicest person you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. But follow Talia McKinney's Instagram stories, slide into her DMs, buy some New York real estate. She's amazing. Check her out. Yeah. And it's all because of her follow-up game because she wasn't afraid to say, hey, I want to partner with you. I know I have something to offer. And she was for damn sure right. Mm -hmm. And this is also, she's a beautiful example of another like idea that we have. And it, it kind of goes back to obligation energy and that like we as humans, like the idea of discipline, the idea of like you can force yourself to do anything. It's like, no. Do you think, Candace, unless you're like truly meant and could see yourself working with Ryan, that you would have had the fortitude to follow up with him for two years? No. Of course not. And I think that's another thing that people don't understand is like, I've always known I was going to do cool shit. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Didn't know the details. Yeah. I didn't know the details, but I'm like, of course I'm going to do cool shit. Like, yeah. I was born for this. Yes. And if maybe you're in that space right now, but you feel bad about saying that, maybe you're like looking around at people and you're like, you kind of know on the inside that there's something else for you that this life that the people around you are living mm -hmm. are is not the life you want to live. And you have that knowing, but you feel bad about saying it because you want to like hate on other people. Mm -hmm. You need to follow that. You need to listen to that. It's guiding you somewhere. And I will just say that I had no idea where that voice was taking me and I still don't know, but I'm going to do cool shit. I know that. Yeah. And I'm going to keep doing cool shit and I'm going to say yes to things that align with me and no to things that don't. And I just feel like if you don't follow that, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. It's truly like your life and living your life for other people when you're sacrificing yourself in that way is just, I don't see it ending up well. Like for the time that I was in nursing school, so one of the recommendations they made then, I don't know what like the SOPs are now or the requirements are, but they wanted you to have um, a CNA license, certified nursing assistant. So you're assisting the nurses with more of like the daily care, the more tedious task oriented work like in facilities. And I worked in an assisted living facility in the memory care unit. And when I would speak with the patients and I would get to know them, like, and they would share about their life and share about their loves, their passions, their fears, their regrets, because they were like toward the end of their life. They never like, and this like sticks with me forever, is that they never regretted the things that they did. Whatever it was. And these are folks who grew up like during the Great Depression, lived through World War II, Korea, Vietnam, all of that. They only regretted like the things that they didn't say or that they didn't do, that they didn't take a chance on. Never once did I hear any patient talk about regretting something that they did. It was what they didn't do. Mm, yeah. And that I was like, you know, 23, 24 at the time. And that will that will stick with me for prime for that quarter life crisis, which is basically when I dropped out of nursing school. <laughs> That'll stick with me. And I just think more people would benefit from knowing that even if it takes you a while to understand it and practice it, at least listen and hear us now like mm -hmm. talking about that because there's something there. Truly. What I really want people to take away from this is to think more expansively. Mm -hmm. And if you want to use this phrase that's helped me before when I feel like I'm getting too like narrowly focused mm -hmm. is think globally. Mm -hmm. Get out of your little bubble of, right? Like I grew up in Hacienda Heights, California. I don't know if I've ever said that on this podcast. I don't podcast. think you have. But if I've never got out of my tiny little bubble of Hacienda Heights, California, like I mean, none of this would be possible, right? I wouldn't be traveling around the country, speaking, hosting webinars, facilitating workshops all around the country and eventually the world if I had thought in that little tiny bubble that I was in. And so 
thinking globally is huge. And there's tiny little things that I can do to continue to think globally. Mm -hmm. For example, when I go to Cabo in January, I'm definitely meeting up with Jesus and his team. Mm -hmm. I met them at a Sirhan event and we've been DMing each other for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. But when I go somewhere, I'm meeting people. If I know I'm going to be in Sarasota, Florida, I'm going to have coffee or dinner with Christy Peterson because I am thinking about how I'm making connections in the broader world. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if Christy can't do anything for me right, right now or Jesus is not going to ever hire me. That's not what it's about. It's about creating reciprocal relationships, mm. building a web of people who will be excited to say my name first in a room that matters and I do the same for them. Mm-hmm. That's it, full stop. There's nothing else, Right. But people are like, are they going to buy something for me? Like, I literally don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, they'll probably beg you (laughs) to beg you to work with them because (laughs) you're just so unattached. You're thinking so much broader, so much more high level. And global, the one caveat I'll say is like global doesn't mean like world domination. It just means like zoom out so that you can see the larger picture so that you can not just be so emotionally charged and zoomed in and like, where's my next paycheck coming from? Which I get it, Candice and I have both been there been there for sure. But take a moment to zoom out. Do that regularly and just see what the hell happens. And we know you won't be disappointed because we live and breathe that every day. And we just hope that our clever crew starts listening. We know some of you are, but we're talking to those who aren't yet. Well, as Candace said, we ran the gamut on how to really understand where you can start in being expansive, getting in community, understanding yourself, finding joy and no. We hope you found this episode valuable. If there is another topic that's on your mind that you would love for us to expand upon in an episode, feel free to slide into our DMs. They are always open. We'll respond when we're back online. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review and catch you next week. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow Not Nice Clever wherever you listen to audio. And if you haven't already, drop that five-star review. Share your takeaways. Tell us your story. We love to hear it. Signing off, you're not so nice, but oh so clever besties that mean business. See you soon.